This is Miss Porter's Radio Hour. I'm Anna Olenschlegger. And I'm Elizabeth Vidya Sluthi. In this episode, we will hear stories from four people about types of anxiety, including the worst perfect childhood, attempting to learn to ski, trying to fit in through field hockey, and homework creating a new friendship. Our first story shows a tale about a girl who has not finished her homework. It comes from Valerie Kaluki, a girl from Kenya. She told her story live during the storytelling summer program at the Hacker Theater in Farmington, Connecticut. The anxiety of not finishing her homework started as a disaster, and eventually the anxiety changed to something beautiful. I am walking to school, shaking and trembling as if there is an earthquake. I arrived at the school gate when the bell rings. It's on Thursday, 2017. I look at the school, then I remember I had not completed my English assignment. I ran so fast, thinking of going to the library. I am about two feet away from the library when the door swings open. The first thing I see is my English teacher. Good morning, I say panting. Before he answers, I turned around and ran back to class. When I arrived, my classmates seemed happy and cheerful. I sat down and started to shiver. Two minutes later, someone touched my shoulders. I was so scared and almost shouted. It was the girl I hated most in our class. She looked at me straight in my eyes and said, don't worry, I came early today and found your friend in class. Your book was on your desk and I was sure you did you, and I was sure you forgot your book in class. I did your assignment and collected your book. That was when I came to realize that my worst enemies are my best friends. Thank you. That was Valerie Kaluhi. She and her best friend are still close today. What a heartfelt story she told. In our next story, anxiety takes a turn for the worst. Piper Jenkins tells a story of how even perfect childhoods can't prevent anxiety late at night. In Piper's story, she talks about how too many options are not a problem, but they can create anxiety despite having loving and supportive parents. In fact, parents often just make it worse, even if they don't mean to. Here's Piper. My parents are very supportive people. Like, they're very loving. Like, they're the type of parents that I could come home with, like, a, a C-plus on, like, a math quiz, which isn't often, but it happens to the best of us. And they'll ask me, like, did you try hard? And I tell them the honest answer, which is, yeah, I did. And they'll be like, okay, that's fine, as long as you tried hard. And then we'll just, like, carry on our day, and that's it. Like, they're, they're so loving, and they're amazing. And that's just how they are. They've made sure that I've had, like, a really good, ch- like, a really good childhood. Like, nothing traumatizing has ever happened to me, and I'm, I'm a happy kid, and it's great. And one of the reasons that they're so amazing and supportive is because of options. They really love giving me options. Like when I was in second grade and I had to go to a new school, it was always what school I wanted to go to. And then they'd figure out how to afford it later. Or like something as small as where we're going to go eat. Like Chinese, Italian, we can stay here, we can go out, it's up to you. And then we'll figure it out. And that's just how it's always been. And they love giving me options in careers, especially. Like I'll come home with like a report and my mom will be like, you know, you could be a really good writer. Or I'll be taking pictures of my dad. He goes, you know, you could be a photographer. You could do that. 
and then it just keeps going like I could be a good teacher I could be a good doctor and like the list never ends and it's really great because they're so kind and supportive and then I think that their enthusiasm sort of has made me a narcissist if I'm being quite honest because I'll be watching movies I'll be watching like Legally Blonde and like Elle will be coming out of the courtroom and she's like a bad mamma jamma and I'll be like yeah I could be a lawyer I can do that it's easy what's law school whatever that's fine or I'll like binge watch like 10 episodes of Grey's Anatomy like yeah I could be a doctor with med school. That's easy. Watch like Goodwill Hunting. Be like, yeah, I could be a janitor. I could do that. Like, that's easy. I mean, my mom would disagree. <laughs> She's seen the state of my room. She's seen like the wrappers and clothes everywhere. But I can do it. That's something I could do. And so I've just had this really great childhood. It's just like this little perfect bubble and everything's great. But I'm laying here in bed and it's like 2 a.m. And I'm really sad. And the reason I'm sad is because earlier in school that day, we had an assignment in English class. And I love English class. I love my teacher. And I really love school. But I'm really angry in English class because we have an assignment to write about what we want to be when we are older. And there's nothing worse than being surrounded by kids who have known what they wanted to be since they were three years old. Like, okay, great. There's Brandon talking about fish again. Like, okay, Brandon, we get it. You like fish. You're going to be a marine biologist. Woohoo! That's great for you. And then I'm just there being like, yeah, I could be a shoe salesman, I could do that, but I don't actually end up writing that. I don't write anything, because I'm so mad. And I'm mad at my English teacher at first. I'm mad that she gave us this assignment. Like, does she not understand that kids go through this? But then maybe I'm the only kid that's going through this. And then I'm mad at my fellow classmates, because they all know what they want to be. But then I'm just sort of happy for them. Like, okay, that's great. Brandon's gonna be a marine biologist. whoop to do good for him, that's awesome. And then I'm mad at myself that I don't know what I want to be. Like, I probably should have figured this out by now. And then I kind of get mad at my parents that they haven't, like, taken me by the shoulders and been like, go be a doctor, go save lives. But they're kind and supportive and amazing, and I'm so mad at them for it. Like, I wish they would just yell at me and be like, go to your room. But they're amazing. And so I'm mad for the rest of the day. And I'm giving people that look, like, that if you talk to me, I will snap at you look. And so everyone's just like, okay, don't, don't talk to Piper today. There's something going on. And so I'm here in bed, and in bed with me, I'm not alone. I'm surrounded by all these journals. And in these journals, there are possible career options. And next to those careers are average salaries in different states and education requirements. And the list just keeps going on and on and on, and they're full. And I wish I could say that this is the first time I've done this, but it's not. I've done this before, and I know what's going to happen the next morning. And it doesn't happen all the time. I don't do this every night, but it happens enough that I know I'm going to go down in the morning and my dad's going to be like, why are you so tired? And he's like, oh, you were on your phone, weren't you? And I'm like, no, dad, it wasn't on my phone. And then sometimes I'll just be like, yeah, dad, I was up late Instagramming. Because that's better than the truth, which is this, I'm just like this anxious ball, this little mess. And so I'll just lie to him and be like, yeah, it was on my phone, but it wasn't. And I'm so mad at my parents that they just won't take me by the shoulders and yell at me and say, go be a lawyer, go be like, go do something. No one's ever told me what to do. They're just kind and supportive and amazing, and I'm so mad at them for it. Like, why can't you be a little mean? It's really annoying. And I go downstairs, really mad. I'm looking through photo albums, because they're kind, amazing, and sentimental, and they have lots of photos, whoop-de-doo. And I'm looking through them, and at each photo I see, I'm just getting madder, because I see photos of them, and they're smiling, and they're happy, and I'm just getting madder. I'm getting madder, and madder, and madder, and then, oh, Oh, wait. And then, like, time stops. Like, everything freezes so I can have, like, this moment. And I realize three things. One, I'm an idiot. 
like I'm a really privileged idiot. Like what career should I be a lawyer, a doctor? That's not an issue. Like really, that's not something that you should worry about. Like, oh, how am I going to help people? Having too many options, that's not a problem. And number two, my parents are giving me options because they didn't really have them. My mom's mom died when she was 12, and so her dad just wanted her to like go off and make money, and that was it. And my dad, like, I doubt with his kind of mess of a family that anyone ever asked him like what he wanted to be when he was older. They're giving me options because they just want me to be happy. Like They don't care about how much money I make. They just want me to be happy. And then number three... Like, seriously, I'm 14 years old. I'm 14 years old, and I'm up late at night freaking out about what I want to be when I'm older. That was about, like, a year ago. And now I have slept soundly ever since, and I've realized that my salary when I'm older, that's not what matters. But how I treat others and how I'm a good person, that's what's going to matter. Thank you. Piper is only 14 years old, but the anxiety of careers still managed to get to her. She would often get panic attacks, but after telling her mother about anxiety, the panic attack stopped, and she is happy and stress-free. In our next story, we hear more about school anxiety. This next girl's anxiety wasn't from academics, but from friendship and field hockey. This story is about a girl not into trying new things and making new friends through embarrassing moments. Ellie Ruffa is from Vermont and is 13 years old. She recorded her story in the library at Miss Porter's School in Farmington, Connecticut at a summer camp for writing, storytelling, and podcasting. Here is Ellie Ruffa. My mom was walking me to my first field hockey practice. She had signed me up to be on a team with girls much older than me. I was entering fourth grade and was on a middle school team. To be on this team, I was supposed to be in fifth grade. On the first day, I knew none of the other girls, and I felt totally left out. After the next two days, another girl from my grade joined the team. Her name was Katie. I barely knew her, but I immediately tried to become friends with her. I was very shy when I was little, especially at field hockey practice, where I knew no one. To try and become friends with her, the first thing I asked if she wanted to pass the ball with me. Now I was thinking in my head, wow, this could be super risky. I have only been playing for three days. What if I totally make a fool of myself? I picked up the bright orange ball and placed it in front of my stick. I swing back my stick and hit the ball. I watched the ball go flying into the wrong direction. I hear one big bang and multiple crashes afterwards. I'm scared to look at the disaster I just made. I slowly turn my head and see that every single water bottle had fallen over from hitting the metal bench. Even a small thing like that embarrassed me more than ever at the moment. Even though it was an embarrassing moment, the other girls laughed with me. I realize small embarrassing things like that can change your relationship with your friend even the slightest bit. Katie and I didn't realize that we weren't allowed to play in the games since we were only in fourth grade. We still made it to every practice and every game, home or away. This built my friendship with Katie a lot, and many other girls too. So now I can say that I am glad my mom signed me up for field hockey. Now is Ellie Ruppa. She continues to play field hockey to this very day and enjoys to keep making new friends. So that's it from this episode of Miss Porter's Radio Hour. 
We hope you listen to the other episodes of Miss Porter's Radio Hour, recorded July 2018, live at Miss Porter's School in Farmington, Connecticut, at the Hacker Theater. <laughs>